This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News right here on MNN2. We got a very special boxing edition of TSC News. We're going to be talking to boxing expert Tony Schultz, a man that has literally worn every hat in boxing. Maybe there's a couple he missed, but for the most part, he's worn them. We're going to talk about his clothing line. We're going to talk about McGregor versus Mayweather. But first, I want to send a very special shout out to Bullion We're kicking it it's an organization i've been involved with for a number of years if you want to find out more information visit we're kicking it.org they're based in the new york new jersey area and i've been doing a tremendous job not just raising awareness about bullying i think we all know that bullying is bad i think we all know that words hurt but they do such a great job of actually creating after school programs giving kids an outlet and what I love personally as a combat sports fan is they've gotten involved with some of the biggest stars in all of combat sports and boxing, MMA, and professional wrestling. And what better way to learn some discipline than by doing a martial art, doing boxing. It's a whole lot of fun. So much respect to the bullying we're kicking it crew. Now, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to go over before we get to our Tony Schultz interview we had a chance to chat with our resident random fact checker, Scott Anderson, and uh, you won't believe what random facts he's got this week. All right, Scott, uh, with your new shades, I feel like you get some new shades and a new ensemble every week, which I, I guess works for you. Anyway, uh, it is Boxing Meets Pro Wrestling Week here on TSC News. What have you got for us this week, buddy? Well, before we get to that, Fred, you mentioned the hat, you mentioned the glasses. I try to keep it fresh, try to keep things, you know. You know what they say about the celebrities? You don't want to be, you know, uh, photographed in the same dress twice. Well, I don't want to be on TSC News here in New York City in the same glasses and hat twice. Got to stop, change it up, you know what I mean? Fair enough, fair enough. I'm not going to argue with that. Fair enough. This week on our Boxing Wrestling Edition, I have a couple facts for you. Fred, of course, in the Boxing Wrestling Edition, we have to start off with... He's a WWE Hall of Famer. He appeared at WrestleMania 14 in Boston. He is possibly the greatest heavyweight boxing champion of all time. I'm talking about Iron Mike Tyson. Yes, he was involved in boxing and wrestling. Also, how's about Muhammad Ali? He was a special guest referee at WrestleMania 1. More recent? Okay, we can go more recent. How's about WrestleMania 24? Floyd Money Mayweather appearing at WrestleMania 24. He defeated the Big Show in a match, believe it or not. He did use brass knocks, but he still did win the match. Now, hey, the, hey, the, win, the win is all that counts. The win is all that counts, and he's still undefeated. I don't know if that's on the record, Brooks, but he is undefeated, so let's keep that in mind. Now, Fred, back in the uh, late 90s, WWE had a shoot-fight-style shoot tournament. Excuse me. It was called the Brawl for All. I don't know if you remember that or not. 
here's what happened in that tournament. Yeah, they had a few different guys, the Godfather, JBL, um, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, to name a few. And out of the shadows, out of nowhere, the Dark Horse was Bart Gunn. One half of the smoking guns, of course, with Belly Gunn, managed by Sonny, former WWE Tag Team Champions. So as we're talking about Bart Gunn, he went on to win this tournament. WWE decides to get this great idea at WrestleMania 15. Let's get Butterbean to go into a match with Bart Gunn. Now, Fred, as you know, you showed a couple weeks back, Butterbean is a former TSC News guest. And you know Butterbean, you know Bart Gunn. This wasn't going to end well, and nobody in WWE saw it. Anyway, this was WrestleMania 15, 1999. Yours truly right here was there in the attendance. And does Bart Gunn still have nightmares about you? I think Bart Gunn's always going to have nightmares about me. <laughs> it is Throwback Thursday, Fred. You know what? I have an idea. Let's show the clip of when TSC News interviewed the one and only Fernando Vargas. And Fernando, you know what some people are going to say, though, right? Your fans are going to say, okay, that, you know, Fernando's back on TV. He's going to eventually come back to the ring. Can you, can you say to all those fans that you're officially retired? <laughs> I'm officially retired. The only person I fight with is with my wife, and I win all those fights. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. She, she, she wins, she wins her, her fair share. So, um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very blessed that, you know, I was able to, to accomplish a lot at a very young age and, and retire early, too. So... Well, you will see you in the ring, but just on the corner. You, know, you, you will see me in the ring as a trainer. Yeah. Um, and in one of the episodes, you'll see, you know, uh, an old sparring partner of mine, you know, asked me if I would train him. And, and it was against somebody that I was originally supposed to fight. So you guys are going to, you know, stay tuned to see that. You know, you guys, I'm sure you guys are going to love that. Uh, what do you think is the current state of boxing? I know a few years ago, a lot of people were saying, oh, boxing's dead, UFC's taking over, you know, pro wrestling and UFC are the ones dominating the pay-per-view landscape. Yet, this past year in boxing was pretty freaking good as far as uh, pay-per-view goes and ratings go for HBO, Showtime, NBC. Do you feel like boxing's on a positive upswing? Look, when people say that boxing is dead, they're, they're ludicrous. They lost their mind because... Boxing will always have an up-and-coming, you know, Floyd Mayweather, an up-and-coming, Fernando Vargas, an up-and-coming, you know, Canelo Alvarez, whatever, whoever it is, you know, people that um, are going to make a name for themselves, you know what I mean? And, and, they're, not, and they're not going to take no eight hands or butts about it. They're going to, they're, gonna, they're hungry to make a, a name for themselves. So, um, when people say boxing dead and boxing will die, then that's, that's ridiculous. It's, it's never going to die, and boxing will always reign above. So, yeah, we have our, you know, our, our seasons of drought where, you know, there might not be some big fights, but then, then the big fights come. Before I get out of here, Fred, I have a question for you. This is the Boxing Wrestling Edition of TSC News this week. What is the most famous inner, I don't want to call it promotion, but inner sport match involving a boxer and a wrestler? Ooh, well, if it's not going to be Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather this year, I would probably say Antonio Inoki versus Muhammad Ali, which you could check out more information about with Josh Gross's book available on Amazon. Great, great book if you want to know about some really interesting history in boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Fred, I'm sorry, but the judges say you are incorrect. What? The answer we're looking for this week 
This fight happened back in 1982. Happened in Los Angeles, California. However, it was not a real fight. I am talking about the one and only Rocky Balboa going against Thunderlips in Rocky Three. Scott, that, that fight's not real. Not to a lot of people who paid good money to see Rocky Three. However, let me give you another quick fact about that. Thunderlips, of course, was played by the one and only Hulk Hogan. Here's a fact not many people might know. Hulk Hogan was actually fired from the WWF by Vince McMahon Sr. for taking this role in the movie. Of course, a couple years later, Vince Jr. hired him back, and the rest is wrestling history. Hey, there's only one Scott Anderson. And there's only one Tony Schultz, a man that has worn almost every hat in boxing. Boxer, sparring partner, author, head of a clothing line, boxing lifestyle wear. You name it, the guy has done it. He's also literally written the book. I'm sorry, books, plural, books on how to promote fights successfully dealing with commissions dealing with promoters dealing with boxers you name it he's most likely done it we're here to welcome him back to the show he's been going back and forth from his native new york city to las vegas to la and much much more tony what's going on my man i'm going i'm doing good how you doing fred doing all right You've got a lot going on, man. Can you tell us about the Boxing Hall of Fame and your involvement? Sure, yeah. Um, So National Boxing Hall of Fame, it's one of the three biggest Hall of Fames that there are in boxing. There's the International Boxing Hall of Fame uh, in New York. There's the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame and the National Boxing Hall of Fame in Los Angeles. And uh, the National Boxing Hall of Fame is actually starting to really gain a lot of traction. It's starting to bring in a lot of the um, boxing legends and their families and promote the, um, you know, not only the history of, of the champions, but the history of boxing and how it's relevant and, you know, kind of passing it on to the next generation. So, um, the, the, uh, the, the founders, Bill and Linda actually asked me to come in and, and help them, um, organize it if you would, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, and just, you know, really reach out to the different boxers, the promoters, everybody who's played a, um, key or fundamental part in boxing, especially over the past half century, um, to really start telling the stories and to have that readily available available to people who live in Los Angeles, people who um, travel to Los Angeles, and to, to make that um, kind of a key component of, of what's going on in, in LA because there's, there's some casinos that are really making a push for um, not only just promoting fights, but also, you know, promoting the legacy of it. Um, so we're, we're, we're working on bringing in some, some, you know, some famous boxers, some, some of the boxers who made some of the famous boxers famous. Um, we're going to reach out to my mentor, Don King next year, bring him in as well. And just, you know, not only have their stories out there, but some memorabilia and, and things like that readily available. So, you know, when people come to the hall of fame, they can actually, you know, see the backstory of it, not just what they read in the newspaper or read online or, you know, remember seeing, um, on the actual, uh, uh, on the actual event, but see what actually caused that event and that fight to come together. Because for the most part, fights come together by the most trivial reasons. I mean, 
from from everything that I've ever worked on on a fight, most of the fights never should have happened in the first place. But you know, at the last minute, that you know, that the as they call it, the twenty fifth hour, um, it just everybody agrees to it and, and we move forward. And um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really fun event. We've got some really great people coming in uh, to you know to be inducted and to be a part of it and, and to participate in it. And we're bringing all their their family, their friends, uh, their fans out. And really just making a big deal out of it. You've worn a ridiculous number of hats in the boxing industry, as I mentioned before. You literally have written the book, the books on boxing promoting. But before becoming the expert, I would imagine you had to learn from a few experts yourself. Was boxing an industry you wanted to get into as a kid? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, my grandfather was a boxer. My uncle was a boxer. Um, my my grandfather was a Golden Glove boxer. My uncle was a state champion, so I grew up in it. I started on the May- I started on the circuit uh, with Mayweather back in uh, the uh, mid nineties. Uh, um, you know, we we worked the Midwest circuit together for a number of years. Uh, then I, you know, he went on to become pro. I went on to become a sparring partner. So I was Manny Pacquiao's sparring partner. His brother Bobby's sparring partner. I worked with Roy Jones Jr. Um, I worked with uh, um, Peter Manfredo Jr. on The Contender. Uh, as I got larger, I would work with James Tony and those kind of guys. So, yeah, I mean, I was a sparring partner for a number of years. And then Don King walked into Wild Card one day and said, hey, you know, does anybody want to help me uh, promote a fight? Um, there was no money in it. It was just, you know, a learning experience. But I said, sure, I'll, I'll try that. And so I started working with Don King, and within, I think it was like three or four fights, if I remember correctly, he actually had me running um, uh, Don King Productions. So I ran that for a number of years, and then um, went over to uh, top rank for a few fights, because I was working with Manny Pacquiao, but I just didn't get along with Bob too much. Um, Then I ran Golden Boy uh, for Richard Schaefer, well, for, for... uh, Oscar Wilde was in rehab uh, while Richard Schaefer was handling the day-to-day operations um, until that was when Al Heyman came in and started working on trying to buy Golden Boy um, with the uh, private equity firm. So yeah, I mean, I, I've 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 been you know everything from uh, you know a boxer to a sparring partner to running promotions to working with. You know, I'm, I'm the exclusive uh, promoter for the FDNY NYPD charity event at Madison Square Garden. I'm one of seven promoters who actually are, are um, um, sanctioned, I guess is the right way to put it, uh, to promote at Madison Square Garden, uh, promote it at uh, Staples Center. Uh, I, you know, I'm uh, authorized to run fights at uh, MGM Grand and Caesars Palace. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's been a long journey. Um, but it's been, you know, it's been fun and, and just, you know, always, always finding something fun to do in boxing. We'll be back with more of our Tony Schultz interview in just a bit. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, bullying, we're kicking it. I had the pleasure of covering their recent event in Manalpa, New Jersey, which featured not one, but two major boxing legends, Ray Mercer and Jerry Cooney, who talked about not only knocking out bullying, but a huge crazy freak show fight that may actually become a reality. Fred Ricciani here at Bullion. We're kicking at Knob Hill Golf Course alongside a boxing legend. Mr. Cooney, what brings you here tonight? 
You know, kicking is, is a great, great concept. I grew up, we all grew up, in, I grew up in a household where I, I was bullied my whole life. I put down, not good enough, and boxing was my way out. At 16, I entered the Golden Gloves and learned how to fight. And I can remember as a kid, when I would see somebody bullying somebody else, I would take care of that guy. And, uh, and that took me to boxing, and, and it changed my life for me, helped me build self-esteem and confidence in myself. And so I'm really glad to be a part of this here tonight. And uh, it needs to be acknowledged and recognized, and uh, I'm glad that I could be a part tonight. What life lessons did boxing teach you along the way that made you say, you know what, a after my career wraps up, I want to make a positive impact with my name? Well, I mean, it's, it's a confidence building. You know, I, I work with a lot of at-risk kids, and I teach them boxing. And through boxing, once you learn how to box, you don't have to fight no more. You, if you can learn how to box, you can do anything. And you got to stay in school, and you got to work, and, and, and you gotta, you got to fight the good fight. Yeah. And so that's what boxing taught me to help me feel confident, make plans, make decisions. If I don't know how to do something, I can get help and ask the question, can you help me? And that's been all lifelong with me. And you mentioned help because bullying were kicking it helps a ton of kids, a ton of different families. And I guess in a way it's kind of like boxing because you said if you needed help, you went and got help. Would you kind of equate it to like say if you're training for a big fight and having to bring in other coaches from other camps? Well, you know, it's the same thing like I have to put my hand out there and say I need help. If I don't, no one knows I'm in trouble. And it's the same as, as, as boxing and training. I got to get better. I got to get stronger. I got to learn more. And this is uh, all relative. Before we let you go, sir, where can fans find you online? Anything you got coming up? I'm on Sirius XM, Monday, Friday night, the fights with Randy Gordon, Channel 93 Rush uh, on Sirius XM. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And uh, listen, it's a great life. Get out and, uh, and play some golf. Just one, one more question, if I can, because it's on everybody's mind. Is Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather going to happen in 2017? I think it's got to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think it's a joke. Because Conor McGregor can't get in the ring. I mean, if he was kicking and, and biting, maybe he could do something with Mayweather. But if he's just boxing, Mayweather's like the premier guy right now. I mean, do I think that uh, Mayweather could beat Sugar Ray Leonard or Tommy Hearns or, or, or Roberto Duran? No, but he's a great fighter. And, you know, McGregor's going to try and get on for a few rounds until he gets tired. And then much like when, when, when Mayweather fought... Maidana, Marcos Maidana. Maidana looked great until he got tired. Once he got tired, Mayweather took over and, and beat him pretty good. So McGregor's going to make a lot of money. you get an ass whooping. Everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of TSC News here at the Bullying We're Kicking It networking event, Knob Hill Country Club in Alpha, New Jersey, alongside boxing legend Ray Mercer. Mr. Mercer, what brings you here tonight? Uh, with the anti-kicking kicking and the bullying thing, man, we're all about that. We're trying to strengthen our kids and, and, and get them to uh, know how to handle bullying and and we're just here just to support the anti-bullying school that uh, Gina Marie has put together and it's, it's a great thing we had Jerry Cooney here today we have me here uh, for like three years four years and you know we're just we're moving up we have the only anti-bullying school in the United States I mean it's, it's the best thing ever ah, it, I, I mean, it's really growing um, we're out there. We're out there talking to people. You know, trying to get people to to join us in this fight. And uh, you know, it's been working. People have been coming, as you can see tonight, a great crowd. And uh, it's just been growing, man. It's just amazing what uh, Gina Marie can do. What one one woman and, and a couple of people can do. I mean, she deserves all the credit. Now I know we're here kicking bullion, but you are a boxing legend. You've had some big fights throughout your career. Yeah. So I gotta ask you about the topic that's on everybody's mind: right. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Do you think the fight will actually happen in 2017? 
I think it will happen. Uh, I wish it was an MMA fight, uh, but it's a it's a boxing match, and, and McGregor he he can stand up and punch, and those kind of fights right there are scary for me. I I don't know. I, McGregor's a tough guy, and and Mayweather he's you know, he's getting old. Father Time catches up with you, and uh, he's been retired, so his mind and everything's been relaxed, and I don't know if he can get back into it. Always appreciate talking to Ray Mercer and Jerry Cooney. Thank you guys for the time. And now, back to our interview with Tony Schultz. The UFC, I think, is in a bit of a dilemma. The new owners, okay. WME, IMG, spent well over $4 billion for the Ultimate Fighting Championship in 2016. And at the moment, right now, it does not look like they are going to be recouping that money anytime soon. So before, for months and months and months and months, we heard about Conor McGregor challenging Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather challenging Conor McGregor. And I think you and I were kind of on the same wavelength here. It's not going to happen. Why would the UFC risk its, its biggest money star uh, against one of the greatest boxers of all time? But fast forward, maybe what, a year now of this, of this speculation, here we are. It looks like this fight is actually getting close to being made to the point where UFC President Dana White saying, yeah, there's too much money. It has to be made. It's even rumored <laughs> that they're targeting September of 2017. Yeah. It just yeah. it just blows my mind. And on one hand, I think this is great for Mayweather. I think it's great for McGregor from a financial standpoint. It's great for boxing because, let's face it, this is going to be a boxing matchup. okay? <laughs> but at the same time, there's a part of me that feels like the UFC is making a gigantic mistake allowing its top star to be exposed like this. Tony? What are your thoughts on this crazy McGregor Mayweather saga? Honestly, I think it's all a publicity stunt. From everything that I hear from you know everybody at the from from UFC, from boxing, from TMT, from you know the the sanctioning bodies, um, it, it really feels like it's just something to keep boxing and MMA in the headlines you know, um, versus everything else that's kind of taken our attention. Um, you know, right, right now, I, I mean, you know, Floyd knows this, Dana White knows this, Conor McGregor knows this, you know, the greatest thing that you can have or you can possess right now is somebody's attention. Um, just I mean, whether you look at the retail industry, whether you look at, you know, the, 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 the television industry, whatever. I mean, there's just so many things vying for our attention that it's so hard from one day to the next. I mean, even the Kardashians are having a hard time coming up with new ways to keep us interested in, you know, not liking them. So I think that it's good for Dana White to just keep the rumor alive just so he can keep the UFC name out there. I think it's great for Conor McGregor to keep his name uh, in the headlines for whatever he plans on doing next. For Floyd, I don't quite understand it because, you know, Floyd's trying to move everything over to, to Mayweather promotion. So he's really stealing a lot of limelight from several of his fighters. Although Adrian Broner yesterday getting arrested in uh, Cincinnati definitely um, – overshadowed Floyd for, for one night as far as that goes. But yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I don't quite understand what they're trying to pull off as far as, you know, where they want to take it. I, I understand the headlines, but as far as how they want to play it, um, you know, 
in the future, like where they want to take it. I'm not, I'm not sold on any of this yet myself, just, you know, from, from everything that's coming in. Um, but the best, the best I've got is that they're trying as hard as they can to steal the limelight from, uh, golden boy and the, uh, Chavez versus, uh, Alvarez fight. You know, they feel like if they can keep their, their name in the media as much as, uh, as that fight is and they win. But beyond that, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where it goes. You've obviously been very successful in the boxing industry. Is there any piece of free advice you can give anybody watching here that hopes to be successful in boxing or just in life in general? Yeah, I mean, same thing as always. I mean, you, you know, self-confidence. Um, believe in yourself, which is really hard to do at first because, you know, it's hard to believe in yourself when nobody else does. But once you learn... Once you have an idea that you really love, whether it's you want to become a pro boxer or you want to become, you know, an MMA star or hell, I mean, you could just want to become a, you know, the best uh, ad executive in the world. But whatever it is, like just, you know, go out, believe in yourself and find your personality, find a way to connect that with people. And uh, you're going to do great. I mean, the, the people I enjoy working with most are people who, you know, just love what they do and, and love it with a passion, whatever it is. I mean, it could be the guy, you know, at, at, at Starbucks that just loves making coffee. You know, people love being baristas sometimes. And that's amazing because that coffee tastes so much better than the person who hates their job for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but yeah, boxers who just love boxing and just want to get that, that, that world title. And you know, it's not about the money. I mean, of course, everybody wants a better life and they want to create something better for themselves. But more than anything, they just want the pride of holding that title. Man, those people are just so amazing to be around every day. You just, you, you, you get excited about waking up and hanging out with them and, and, and spending time with them and just really, um, you know, um, I hate to use the word, you know, infected by, but I just can't think of anything else. You just get infected by their their passion and, and enthusiasm for life. So yeah, I mean, I think that you know whatever it is you do, just you know, as long as you love it, it's going to come around. If you want to check out Tony Schultz's clothing line and book series known as Fight Town, visit FightTown.net and stay tuned next week on YouTube.com/slash The Sports Courier for the extended interview. Man, that Tony Schultz is a wealth of boxing information. Thanks so much to Tony for the time. I appreciate all our guests' time today. Folks, if you want more TSC news, please feel free to log on to youtube.com slash the sports courier. Hit us up on Twitter at sports courier, Instagram at TSC news. You can also follow me on Twitter at Fred Ricciani, soundcloud.com slash TSC news for all our podcasts. You see it all on the screen right there. You name it. We got it until next time. Everybody join TSC news next week with an in-depth interview with Brian Alvarez of wrestling observer.com. Plus a special look at the New York international auto show at the Jacob Javits center.